0: Why don't you lift your Bibles up and make this confession with me. Say after me, this is my Bible. I don't believe you. Is that your Bible? Amen. Say it like you believe it. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Tonight, I will be taught the word of God. I boldly confess my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will never be the same again. Because of the incorruptible, the indestructible, the ever-living Word of God. Word of God, prosper in my heart today. I believe this is my receiving day. And I expect and will get my miracle this evening in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we thank you. We honor you. We have come to glorify your precious name. It is so good. Just to be able to stand in your presence without fear, without shame, without guilt, without any inferiority because we have been washed in the precious blood of Jesus Christ and we are the righteousness of God in Christ. Lord, I thank you tonight that I am anointed to teach your word and also to preach your word with simplicity and with understanding. I thank you that these, your precious people, are equally anointed with an anointing of understanding and courage, not only to hear your word but also to do your word. Because we realize that wisdom is the main thing. So tonight, we choose to get wisdom. And in everything that we get, we get understanding. It is in Jesus' name we pray and the church said. Yeah. The book of Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. On Tuesday nights, we have been looking at this series which I called Love, Loved. Loving, And thank you so much for all of you who have been giving feedback as to how much this has helped you. Um, I, 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 and, and we know that that is the will of God. We, we, we are called to be people of faith. How many people know that? Amen? How many people believe that? Amen. We are called to be people of faith. People who live by faith. And in Galatians, Galatians 5 verse 6 in the New Living Translation, Paul puts this relationship between faith and love in a very powerful and profound way. It says in the New Living Translation, Galatians 5, verse 6, it says, For when we place our faith in Christ Jesus, there is no benefit in being circumcised or being uncircumcised. What is important is faith expressing itself through love. This life of faith is not about religious duties that we take off a list. It is about confidence in Jesus that is expressed through love uh, that is received from him without an understanding of our love or without an understanding uh without us understanding his love for us our faith is inactive our faith is activated through the love that he has for us w- faith without a knowledge of the love of god will still be faith but it will be in, in ineffective faith it will be faith that is not as effective as it can be Without an understanding of the love of God, we will have a kind of faith that is based on, maybe for example, a particular fear of an outcome. You know, it is possible for you to have faith because you are afraid of something. Let me give you an example. It is possible to have faith for healing because you are afraid of sickness. Amen? Many people have faith for that, that all is going to be well in their future because they can't bear to imagine things not going according to plan. Are you with me so far? It is possible to have faith because of because of the, the outcome that you desire. The problem with that is that whilst it might carry you for a little bit, the problem with that is that you can end up with shipwrecked faith when what your expectation, what you are expecting, does not show up like you expected it to, to show up. People have shipwrecked faith when your faith was based on you, on your fear of, of, of being sick, and so you believe for healing and stretch your faith out for healing. Your fear of being poor made you um, believe God for provision, but, but you know, the, the journey of life, if you've lived long enough, you will find that there will be times when you will be attacked, hello people of faith, where you have believed, how many people have believed for, 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 for healing, but still sickness came. Uh, Do we have any real folk in the house? How many people have believed that supernatural provision will show up, but natural Natural needs just kind of escalated, amen? And the problem with that is that if your faith is not in the right place, if your faith is on a strong desire, in moments like that, you will no longer have faith because, because your faith was not based on the right thing. Your faith was based on a particular outcome. That's why Christians, that's why many people leave the faith because I believed God that this would happen and it didn't happen. God must not be real. Your faith was there, but it was ineffective because it was not operating through love. But when you know, when your confidence, when your faith is a product of the fact that he loves you you will have faith when it happens and when it doesn't happen you will have faith on the mountaintop and in the valley you will have faith in the fire and in the water because my faith was not about whether you can burn me or not king nebuchadnezzar my faith is in the fact that i am loved so if you will throw me into the fire go right ahead and throw me in because the god who keeps me outside of the fire is the god who keeps me in the fire the god who keeps me on the mountain is the one who walks with me in the valley the one who walks with me through the water is the one who allows me to walk on top the water. Glory be to God. Is the same God. The difference is wherever I am, he loves me the same. And because he loves me, I am confident that it doesn't matter what the enemy throws at me, I can handle it. My faith is working. Through the love of God and not through my circumstances, not through the opinions of others, not through anything. It is working because I know that he loves me. Someone say he loves me. me. And so we've been talking about this love of God because because this is is no longer season for you to just keep surviving. This is a season for us to thrive. I said this is your season to thrive. It is your season to thrive. Somebody say it's my season to thrive amen we've been talking about offense how it's a scandalous stumbling block how it's a hindrance to receiving the love of God because this is your season to be free of offense there are certain things that you've been going around for too long and the Lord wants to set you free we're not minimizing what you, what you went through, the pain that you had, the, the, the offense that was caused right from when you were child and nothing that has held you. But if you want to be free, this is the season to be free of that offense and it's by embracing the love that God has for you. This is a season for great heights. Amen. Amen. This is a season where you're not going to fall for the same offense. That's why, been, that's why we spend all this time teaching about what offense is, what it does, and the benefits of staying in love, even in the face of the offense, because God doesn't want you. I mean, people you know that every time you hear a message, there is something God wants to do in your life. He wants to stop it from being the case that you fall for the same thing every year. Every Christmas, you get offended in exactly the same way, amen, this Christmas will be different. I, I, somebody say amen. Yeah. Uncle Frank is not going to have the higher hand this Christmas. You will bypass his stupidity this Christmas because you have learned some things and you are going to be free this time. Amen. Yeah. We're not going around the same mountain. Offense keeps you trapped. And we've been talking about this offense because it is time for you to not fall for the same thing. Yeah. Amen. This time you will, not, you will not react the same way. This time you will not react to your spouse the same way. This time you will not react to your children the same way. You will not be offended in the same way. God will change everything. The temperature of that relationship is about to change because now you approach everything according to the love that He has for you. Somebody say, I receive that. that. Amen. I prepared a confession. Do you want, you know, I've I've been speaking this over myself. Do Do you want to say this with me? Amen. I can keep it for myself, but, you know, you can, you, you, there is power in your words. You know, you rewrite, you, re, you, you literally reprogram your brain by what you say to yourself. You can reprogram with the tongue. James says that we can set the direction for our lives. We don't need to wait for the storm to stop. You can begin to speak in the middle of the storm. And if you will speak in the middle of the storm, you can change the direction of the, st- of, the of, of, of the ship. Amen. So whilst the storms are raging, begin to declare some things in your life. Let the storms rage. Let the rain fall. Let everything se- just keep speaking the word of God. It's only a matter of time before you change the course of of your life amen because the word of god is the direction is the thing that determines so repeat after me i am deeply loved come on say like you believe it i am deeply loved and completely forgiven god loves me that means he accepts me as i am he knows me inside and out and he loves me in spite of all that he knows about me i am accepted In the beloved God loves me so much he brought me into his family I am a child of God I am loved and accepted I am that child of God that overcomes the world I have evil overcoming faith because I am loved by an evil overcoming God I am equal to every challenge that I face today every challenge that I will ever face because I am love, no weapon formed against me will prosper because I am love. Nothing shall separate me from the love of God, not death, nor life, neither angels, nor demons, neither things present, nor things to come, no power, no height, no death, nor anything else in all of creation separate me from the love of God. That is in Christ Jesus I am so loved by God he protects me he anticipates all of my needs because he loves me I have not received the spirit of fear but one of power of love and a sound mind the perfect love of God cast out fear in my life no fear here because I am loved I receive the love of God no anxiety here Because I receive the perfect love of God. In my weakness, I am strong because I am loved. In my sickness, I am healed because I am loved. In poverty, I am rich because I am loved. I am wired for love. I choose love every time. I think on his love. I prosper because he loves me. I am his beloved. Amen. That's who you are, amen. We can give him a better hand of praise right there. Hallelujah. We'll, we'll probably publish that on our Facebook page so you can get a hold of it. But put those words in your mouth. Amen. Remember what we talked about when we, were, when we did a little bit of a sci- science, when we were talking about this, how it is the case that the, the words you hear, they're not just empty. Words are physical, thoughts are physical material that take up space in your brain, and, they are, and words give you thoughts to think. Amen. And so and so there are things in your life that will be completely rearranged when you understand I am loved. And you begin to think on his love. And you begin to nourish and just 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 let his love shower you where you allow him to love you. Help me tell you, dear neighbor, neighbor. neighbor. Allow, him, allow him, to him to love you. To love and, and, and by him I mean I mean Jesus, you know. Yes. Just so. <laughs> just so. Somebody might walk away here, pastor gave a prophecy. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying, amen. Allow him to love. Matthew chapter 22, Matthew 22, amen. Tonight, Tonight, I'm calling this message, The Art of Loving. The art I've been waiting for this bit, amen. I'm going to take my time with this, you know, I hope you are still ready to be taught, amen. Because I, I believe, uh, I, and I've been saying this every time that, that we, we, particularly we've been talking about the love of God, because what we're talking about is, 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 um, are things that, that need to be practiced. The power of what all these things we're looking at requires practice. It requires you getting understanding. In other words... Um, I, I have a responsibility to be so simple in talking about these things if the effect is going to be what God desires for, for it to be. So, uh, so so set your expectation to learn. Get your notebook out. Get Write something. Think on these things. Amen. Same with you guys on social media. Um, take some notes. Write stuff down because God wants to speak to you. Matthew chapter 22. The art of of loving one of the most common ways that we know what love is one of if you ask everyone or most people one of the most common ways that we know what love is is by is because we feel the affection of love many of us might not even be able to articulate it but almost all of us feel can feel when we love somebody or when we are loved because love is an affection even though love is not uh, uh, love is not just an affection everyone understand that so, love is an affection, but you cannot say that all that love is, is an affection. So, so everyone, the, you understand me so far? Amen? <laughs> Praise God. So, so, look at this. Everyone understands, everyone, or most people feel the affection, understand the affection of love. Love for God, as you will see as we keep looking at uh, 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 in the next couple of sessions, and even in this session, love for God is having an affection for him. Because love is an affection. Love for people is having affection for them. Love as an affection is what is commonly known to everyone. That is what is portrayed all around us. We describe love as the feelings that you feel in your stomach, the warmth that you feel when you see somebody that you love because love is an affection. But the real power of love is not in the affection alone. The real power of love is revealed in the expression of that affection. Okay, the real power, in other words, is not just enough to feel love. It's good to feel love, but it's not enough to feel love. If you are looking to experience the magnitude of the power of love, we've got to feel love, but the power is in the expression. This is what I'm referring to as the art of loving, because everyone can feel love, but not everyone can express love appropriately. Are you with me so far? Everyone knows how to feel love, but not everyone can express love in the appropriate way. When we know the feeling of love, but but, but not know how to um, love appropriately, we end up frustrated because we are expecting some glory to come out of this feeling of love, but the glory will only come, the goodness that is embedded in loving is expressed when you understand how to love. Are you with me so far? In fact, we run into trouble when we feel love but not even know how to express it. Most relationships, amen, that's why relationship. you know, that's why that relationship, everyone knows about there's a particular relationship that when I, when I, when I explain what I'm explaining now, you will remember the relationship that didn't work, amen. There was one at least, all of us have at least one relationship that didn't work because they felt love for you. They were genuine in their feeling for you, but the problem was that they were incapable of expressing it appropriately, and so you still had problems. Amen. As much as they loved you and you loved them, the problem was in the communication of the love, the expressing of the love. They wanted to love you the way they love their ex. The problem is you are not them. Amen. They wanted to love you the same way their father loved their mother. The problem is your father loved your mother in a different way. And so now you're expecting him to show love to you by taking out the bins. He's expecting you to show love for him by you taking out the bins. So now we have problems because the dirt is piling up. (laughs) amen the expression of love becomes the problem and you now are thinking you are flipping out have you ever seen where somebody flips out because of a little thing like the bin it wasn't about the bin it was about the love so you're wondering why are you so angry it's just dirt it's because that you taking out the dirt represents an expression of the love you said you have for them this morning when you left home I'm preaching so good. The church is... Over. Facebook, help me say amen because these people are quiet over here. Amen. So look at this. The, the, the truth is that... The truth is that... You know, the, 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 so, so there, there is at least one relationship, either, either a romantic relationship or, or a friendship or even a relationship with, 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 with family... That, that hasn't gone so well, not because they were lying when they said they loved you, but because even though they loved you, they had not invested in knowing what it requires to get to love you. Because it's one thing to say I love you, it's another thing to invest in knowing what loving this person looks like. I'm preaching good today and that's why that's why that's why there are those clashes in those relationships that's why even parents clash with their children right. in their teenage years particularly why because because you've been loving this child since they were as a baby up until maybe 12 or so you've been loving them a particular way cooking their food when you say go they go when they, when you say come they come you've been loving them you cuddle them you know you and now they're 13 and suddenly a switch has changed <laughs> Suddenly something changes in there. So now you're trying to cuddle your big boy, and he's saying, Leave me alone, mommy. Amen. You're trying to express the love. In the same way, the problem is they've changed, they've grown, and they now require you to express the love in a way that is appropriate to where they are. And until we learn how to express the love in this season of their lives, listen, we're always going to have problems. And the problem is not that the boy or the girl doesn't love you or that you don't love them. The problem is now we've got to invest again in learning how to express love in a way that is appropriate, in a way that communicates what I feel on the inside to the one that I love. Amen. I can see light bulbs coming on. (laughs) I can see light bulbs. Some of you are thinking, oh, that's what happened there. Okay, all right, all right. (laughs) Amen. That's the will of God. The will of God is that clarity comes. There are some people you've had in your jail because you thought they lied to you when they told you they loved you. They really did love you, they just didn't know how to. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Matthew chapter 22 let's let's dig into this so this is what I'm calling the art of loving amen And, and can we just take our time with this Because I truly believe that all of our faith is resting on this. This is, learning this will make so much sense and improve everything. Look at Matthew chapter 22. We know this scripture already. We've been looking at it a lot. Verse 37 says, Jesus said to them, so the Pharisees were asking Jesus, which is the greatest law of all? And Jesus said to them in verse 37, he says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and the great commandment. And he says, and the second is like it. Someone say the second is like it. The In other words, the fact that this is second, we don't have time to read. I don't know if we'll have time to go into the second one today, but, but let's just see where we go. Let me insert this here. The fact that this one is second doesn't mean it's less important. It is like the first. It comes second, but it is like the first. Are you with me so far? So it's not like this is more important than this. In fact, there is, they, are, they, are, they are alike. That's what Jesus is saying here. The second is like it. It says you shall love your neighbor as yourself. A, 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 a Christian who focuses on the first but doesn't practice the second is a liar. Okay? Because the two are alike. Are you with me so far? And verse forty says, "And on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets." So look what Jesus is saying here. Jesus, these these men are people who have studied the law. They are Pharisees. These are lawyers. Um, the Jewish community ran, uh, 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 operated in the laws of Moses. A bit like you know the some 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 strong Muslim communities will operate by Sharia law. The Jews operated by the the, the laws of Moses, uh, and they were experts. There were certain people who spent time. They gave their life. To the study of the law of Moses and their job was that if you weren't sure about an interpretation of a law or if something happened, you would go to them and tell them, okay, this is what happened in my family. I came home and I saw my child eating prawns or I saw my daughter having a a bacon sandwich. uh, What shall we do concerning this matter? Amen? And these people were experts in the law who could tell you, okay, this is what we do, this is what we do. They pride themselves with being people who understand the law and are close to God because they understand the laws. Of God, and so they come to Jesus asking Jesus, Jesus, which one of all these 630-something laws is the best, is the most important one, the highest one. And Jesus he said, Instead of fussing, he says to them, Instead of you fussing about which law to keep, which one is important, focus on loving God, loving you and loving your neighbor as yourself. In other words, focus on the art of loving. Because if you get the art, if you get to grips with the art of loving, you will get to grips with every other law. Okay? He says, if you can go beyond settling for enjoying, enjoying the feeling of love to understanding how to love, who to love, when to love them in a particular way, you will fulfill all the other laws. I think one of the reasons why at church or Christians can be so judgmental as a people, is that we don't know the art of loving. When you don't know the art of loving, you will become like the Pharisees where your attention is on the laws is on who did what. The reason we are so focused on who did what, who didn't do, what is their sexuality, what is not their sexuality. Should they be wearing that kind of skirt or should they be wearing those kind of pants? Are there, should their hair be straightened? Should their hair, should he be, we waste so much time on stuff that doesn't really matter. They are important, but they don't really matter because the thing that Jesus wants us to focus on is in loving God, And loving our neighbor as we love ourselves, as we master the art of loving, all of these things find their appropriate place. But the problem is that we want to get the definite answer. Lord, what should we do about this person who is a homosexual? When should we kill him? That's what Christians want to know. Why why should I be, but, but that's not what Jesus said you should focus on. He said, learn to love. I'm preaching good. Learn to love. If you, if you learn to love them, all these other things, if we learn, if we can just learn to put down the law and learn to just love, the problem is, what well, well, are you trying to tell me that we're not going to do it? No, 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 just love them. Start with that first. Do that. Until we do that, you can't do anything else. All the others will fall. You will, you will trip yourself up. At some point, if you don't focus on the art of loving, amen, never you neighbor, love me. So we fuss we we about, and this is, why, this is why, you know, usually, this is why people will spend time saying, is this one a sin? Is that a sin? That's a silly question. The reason is, is, is immature Christians that spend their time wondering if this is a sin or not arguing and most of the time when anyone is asking is this a sin you're looking you you wish it wasn't <laughs> uh, amen <laughs> most of the time when we're asking lord is this a sin that what you're really saying is like peter when he showed up he said lord how many times should somebody offend me before i can slap before i can you know do something that's really what you're saying it's not really about the question is lord is this time for me to hurt them <laughs> amen that that's what we do when we're asking is this a sin or is that a sin you're you're asking the wrong question He's saying, he's saying, for, not that there isn't an answer for those, but the real answer, what Jesus wants, and you'll see as we go along, what he wants of us, what is required of us, what is the most important, those things are important. I'm not saying they're not important, but what is even more important than those things is the art of loving God, loving your neighbor as you love yourself. Get things in, pri- in place. Everyone say, get things in place. So, so 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 let's talk about the art of loving God. Let's talk about because the first thing he said is that is that, you know, this is the most important. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might, with all your strength. The art of loving God. Loving God, loving God is wishing him well. Okay? Loving God is wishing him well. That Greek word, that Greek word that is used here is from the word agape. But, but the Greek word that is used here, when Jesus says, love the Lord your God, what the Greek word that is used is the word agapeo, okay? It, it, it means to wish well. It means to take pleasure in. It means to long for. It means to give preference to, to have a preference for. It means to regard the welfare of something, okay? in other words jesus is saying to them instead of fussing about what to eat or what not to eat which one is more important who which one is a sin and which one isn't he says i want you to focus on i want you to focus on wishing God well why don't you keep your put your strength into take pleasure in him long for him prefer him have great regard for the welfare of God that's what loving god looks like it looks like giving him the preference. It looks like pursuing him. It looks like, it, 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 it looks like focusing or investing in trying to get to know his character, his attitudes, his nature, his qualities. It is investing in that. If we can learn to develop the right heart towards God, to understand that he is a person who wants to be known intimately, just like you are a person who wants to be known. You know what, our, our, one of the things that, uh, that, that social media highlights for us in our generation is how much we want to be known. Amen. That's why we like it when people like our posts. Amen. I, 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 and there's nothing wrong in that, boy, as long as you understand. There's nothing wrong with people liking your post, or it, it always feels good. That's good. But it's good that you understand that a lot of the time what we're looking for is to be known. We want to be known. All of us want to be known. And that is why sometimes we do drastic things to be known. We chase people who we shouldn't chase because we desire so strongly to be known. We want somebody to know us intimately. Amen? It's a desire to be known. And and, and what I'm trying to say with all of that is that you know that desire to be known. This relationship with God, God desires to be known. God wants to know you because he is in a love relationship with you. He wants somebody who will take interest in his character. Somebody who will be interested in what he likes and what he doesn't like. Someone who will be interested in knowing his nature. Amen. When we invest in this, we are loving God. Loving God requires an investment in knowing God. Amen? True love is an investment in knowing. Don't feel love for God uh, 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 and and, and be in a place where you just enjoy the feeling of love. The feeling of love was supposed to drive you to invest in that that relationship. Amen? If he says, I love you, I love you, I love you, and he has never really asked you where you're from. (laughs) Never (laughs) Never asked you what kind of tea you like never asked you, you know, what kind of restaurants you go to. You know, he's not interested in, you know, that love is not ready. I'm not saying anything about his feeling. I, I ain't saying he, oh, that's the wrong side. Okay. I, I'm not saying anything about whether or not he feels. I'm just saying that, that love has not, is not well done yet. Amen. You know, there are some love that is not well cooked yet. <laughs> it's not time to take this love home. <laughs> because this love will make you sick. <laughs> give it some more time. Sometimes I tell people when you're dating, yeah, just chill out, give it a few more months. I don't know about years, but let's give it some time. I know you feel this love, and you want to jump in now. Stop. Let it cook a little bit more. Amen. Because if you eat this thing now, it's going to make you sick. And now you end up hating love. Are you with me so far? Some things just need to cook a little bit more. In other words, people just need to, if they, are, if, if they really understand what love is, and they should, if someone is going to love you, they will invest in knowing you. If they're coming to your house only at 10.30 p.m., they are not invested in knowing you. Not the right way. If they are only available on Saturday nights around 2 p.m., they're not interested in... Are you listening to me, Facebook? They're not interested in knowing you. Amen. Because the heart of God is understanding to love God is to to prefer him, is to wish him well. Have you ever thought about that? Do you wish God well? Amen. Think about that. Have you ever thought about do, do you know God has desires? There is an agenda he has, there is something he wants. Loving God is understanding there is a there is a thing that my God desires. Loving God is pursuing that, is is investing in knowing him. Don't tell me you love me if you're not making any effort to know me. Because you're not ready yet. Amen. Loving God is 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 wishing him well. Number two, loving God. Loving God begins with knowing that he started it. In other words, loving God begins with knowing that he first loved you. Okay? Loving God begins with with a knowledge, a deep sense of knowledge that he started it. 1 John chapter 4 verse 19 says that we love because he first loved us. Amen? The only reason we have the ability to love is because God first loved us. So before you begin to feel under pressure to love God, understand that he started this. Okay? We don't, we don't, we, 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 we don't love God to get him to love us. We love God because he first loved us. Loving God is a byproduct of being exposed to his love. So if you are struggling to love God, you don't need to try and love God. You just need to find out, why why is this hard for me to put God first? Maybe you need to go and reinvestigate the fact that he has put you first. Are you with me so far? I'm going to be so practical. Is this helping somebody today? Loving God begins with you understanding, no, he first started it. He loved you first. So to, to, to truly love God is to understand that he first loved you. Amen. It's to understand, I was, As I was preparing this, I was. The, the, I always um, there's a song. I, I don't know if you've heard that song uh, that goes that I'm like, I loved her first, da, 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 da. Uh, uh, and uh, you You, don't, you should anyway, pray about it. But but anyway, it's a song. It's a song. It's a song about a dad who's singing about his daughter. He's talking. He's <laughs> he talking to somebody who's going to. I don't know why this applies to anything, but I've started now, so I might as well finish. Why uh, uh, a song uh, to to a boy who is marrying his daughter, and the song goes where the dad is saying, "I loved her first, so be careful with her." Okay. Amen. And I, and I keep saying, the day my daughter is gonna get married, I'm gonna sing that song. I'm gonna, amen. I'm gonna. <laughs> amen. <laughs> I'm gonna they, they shouldn't give me the microphone because that day, <laughs> that day, me and my brother, you know, I've got three brothers. We're all gonna come with our shotguns <laughs> to the wedding. Our pump actions, we're gonna come with our machine guns like Commando and stand, and I'll sing this sweet, nice song. I love the first. So you better know I'm gonna. <laughs> Amen. Like I said, I don't know where this was going, but hey, I was just trying to. The, the, point is, the point I'm making is that before he showed up to love her, there was somebody who was already loving her. And this is important for you to know that before anybody begins to lay claim or try and make you feel that their love is the most important love for you, you have a daddy who loved you before you knew him. Amen. You have a daddy, you have a father who loved you deeply, who was there for you, who loved you before you could respond, before you even recognize that he loved you, before you knew what love was. He already loves you. Is the same. It is easy for us to love our parents back if because they loved us first, because they're pouring out that love. We love him because he first loved us. So don't get it twisted. Your love for God does not buy his love for you. It is his love for you that provokes your love for him. So if you are ever struggling with loving God in any of the ways that we talk about, all we need to refer to, defer to, is has he done this first? And if you can really get to grips with the fact that he has loved you first, then the ability to love comes. Because our ability to love God comes from the fact that he first loved us. Someone say, I love God God. because he first loved me. Number three, loving God, this is not a popular one, but it's a good one. Loving God is keeping his commandments. Okay? The best way to love God is to keep his commandments. Jesus put it this way, John 14, 15. He says, if you love me, keep my commandments. God is big on obedience because obedience comes from knowing that God is worthy of obedience. And you don't get to know that he is worthy of obedience if you are not invested in knowing his nature, his character, and his qualities. And you only invest in knowing his nature and his character and his qualities if you choose not to just love God with your feelings, but you choose to invest in the art of loving. Amen? Did you, did you get that so far? The commandments of God are his instructions to us. When we, you know, the, the, the commandments of God, they are, they are God expressing his heart's desire for us. Now, we're not talking about the law of Moses and, and those rigid laws that were put out. Even in those laws, there were things about the nature of God. If you studied the laws, listen, don't, just because we're in the dispensation of grace, that doesn't mean you cannot read the book of Leviticus. Hello, Christian. What was the last time you read Leviticus? Or Deuteronomy chapter, I don't know, 15, that wasn't talking about prosperity, but was talking about some kind of, (laughs) you know, it's important that you invest in reading those, not because we're trying to keep them, we're not in that dispensation, but as you read them, now you discover something about the nature of God. You discover something about what he knows, what he likes, what his preferences are, because the commandments of God, they are his desires for us, and they will tell you so much about him. Would, there, so mu- there is so much about God that is embedded in his commandments. There is so much about his love for you that you will not experience until you obey his word for you. Let me put it a different way. Let me say that again. I could have said that better. There is so much about his love for you that you will not experience until you obey his word to you. Amen. When we, when we love God through our obedience, number one, we give him preference. What we do is that we give him preference. and Loving somebody is giving them preference. Is giving what they like preference. When you love somebody, you give them the preference. You, you, you put the person before yourself or before others. Obedience is not always easy because, because God has also given us a free will. And why we struggle with obedience is that, you know, is that, is that you, there is now a clash between your preference and his preference. And obedience says, I'm going to put down my preference and I'm going to give God the preference. Why? Not because I'm trying to earn his favor, not because I'm trying to go to heaven, not because of any of those things, but because I love him. That's what Jesus meant. We, because, because we love him, we, we prefer him. There are some things that we prefer personally, but God prefers other things. Somebody offends you, you prefer to slap him. Amen. You, you prefer to, God prefers you turn the other cheek. You see where the conflict comes in. And so now we have a, do I slap him or do I turn the other cheek? You, you, you prefer to keep everything, we prefer to keep everything that we earn and can everything that we get, God prefers for you to give. So now we have a conflict because I have a preference. He has a preference. God prefers for you to forgive the person who offended you and pray for those who despisefully use you. But we prefer to hold them in jail because how else will they know that they offended us if I am not offended with them? What, how else will they know that what they did, and this is one of the things that gets me, church, for we are so interested in letting people know Amen. We are so invested in letting people know that what you did was wrong. There is not a lot of value. Amen. Your investment in wanting to let them know. That's the reason we, reser- we, we, we reserve the right to be offended. Because when, I, as long as I keep the right to, to be offended, I, I... I I, I present you, I, have, I still have the opportunity to tell you that what you did was wrong. And so we prefer that over letting it go. So they stepped on your toes in 1992. And here you are waiting for the day that you meet them on the street. And they said, good morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> and they're thinking, what on earth happened? You've been reserving your right all these years to tell them, did you know you stepped on my toe?" No, no, I, uh, no, I didn't. And before they can say, sir, by the way, look at all the years that have gone. All the years that have gone and anybody who mentions any kind of name that resembles them. Or you smell a perfume like you just kind of flip. And there are some people who God has sent to bless you that have their name and wear the same perfume as them. <laughs> <laughs> but all, the, all these years, you've been waiting, you've been holding on to the right to be offended. I missed out on so much. I, I, I really believe that is the case. The goodness of God is that he always allows people to eat, who always keep giving you opportunities. But, but, but how about we don't waste all that time? Just let it go. And we, 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 we do that when we, I, I know that I, I have a right to be offended because what they did was wrong. But obedience says, God's preference is that I let it go. And so I I don't yet know how to, but Lord, I love you so much that at least I will start by acknowledging that I'm going to let it go. That's the first step. At least just acknowledge, let it go. How to? We're going to work it out as we go along. But first acknowledge, let it go, because obedience is giving him preference. When we, when we obey God, what we do is that we give him the preference. We allow him to have preference over us. Loving, that's why obedience matters, because loving is giving another person preference. If you say you love somebody, but you always put yourself first, maybe that love is not yet well done. It still need some cooking. Amen. When we obey God, when we love God, is this helping somebody tonight? When we love God, I, 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 we're going to produce Bible study notes out of all of this so that you can, we can study all of these things together and look at all of them again. Amen. I'm looking forward to all, I'm putting together notes that we can all distribute and you can get a hold of in small groups and we can dig into these and have discussions around this. It'll be wonderful. Amen. Amen. So, so look at this. When we obey God through loving him, we advance his agenda. When you love somebody, when you love someone, what is important to them becomes important to you. Their agenda becomes your priority. And so, if he says forgive, your agenda, uh, you know, his, his agenda, whenever God tells you, gives you an instruction. So, when he says to forgive, whilst your agenda is revenge, your agenda is to tell them, his agenda is to heal you, his agenda is to correct them, to bring justice. Amen. The truth is that we don't sometimes, and and I'll be honest, God has weird ways. Amen. God has really weird ways of, you know, he, he wants to promote me so he will allow people to reject me. Ask Joseph, God, you are so weird. If you wanted to take me to Egypt, why did not you just take me up and take me to Egypt? Why did you allow these boys to throw me in a pit and then allow Potiphar's wife to say I raped her? And, and, oh, and, and then send these baker and the cup bearer who forget me. Why did I? Because God is weird like that. Amen god's god's desire but he has an agenda in all of there is a reason why he has taken joseph in all the all of that path. i wonder if potiphar's house would have prospered if joseph did not go that way i wonder if the baker would have been restored to power if Joe. Uh, sorry the, the cup bearer would have been restored if joseph did not go that way i wonder the, what the destiny of egypt would have been like if joseph did not go that way God has an agenda, and when we love God, we are conscious of the fact that he has an agenda. Sometimes we know what the agenda is, sometimes we don't. There are seasons, and particularly we struggle in seasons when it's not evident what God's agenda is. When you are in the pit, like Joseph, it's not quite clear how he's going to take me to the palace um, when I'm in the pit. It's not quite clear, but loving God in the pit is saying, I trust your agenda even when I don't see it. Amen. Amen. Listen, God has an agenda in your life. He is a good God. He are, you he, there are things that that you are walking through that you don't understand, but this much you must understand that he has good plans for you, plans to prosper you, plans to give you a hope. I don't understand how going through this will lead me here, but this much I know, I serve a good God who has a good agenda and his hand is over me. He will never leave me. He will never forsake me. When I walk through the water, he is with me. In the fire, he is with me. His agenda continues to be the driving force of my life. Amen. Amen. And so our response to this God who loves us so much that he will walk with us in the fire is to say, I'm not going to fight this fire. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to give you the preference. Lord, my preference, you know, if I was those three Hebrew boys, my preference, Lord, is that we don't play with this fire remember when he said, I'm going to turn off the heat if you don't bow down? My preference, Lord, is that we don't have to have this conversation. Anybody be like that? So I say, Lord, Lord, no, no, let's do it another way, okay? Let's not go into the fire. That's my preference. But true, truly loving God is saying, if, if, if you throw me into the fire, it's okay. My God loves me so much that he will take care of us. Are you with me so far? Because loving God is putting his agenda first. Tell your neighbor, put his agenda first. See, God had an agenda with the Amalekites. He told Saul to destroy everything. He had an agenda. God was trying to the the, the, the Amalekites had, had been in the way of the children of Israel and, and, and God was trying to make a point with them. He had an agenda with the Amalekites, and God did not like the Amalekites because, because they were people who Who attacked other people when they were weak and when they were down. And God is one who will not break a bruised reed when you are hurting, when you are broken, when you are down. God is the kind of God that will not be hurting you when you are already broken. And so he hated the Amalekites and he had an agenda for the Amalekites to demonstrate that we are not, that any enemy, any spiritual force that comes against you and attacks you, when you are in your weakest point, he will have no mercy on so you better understand that every spiritual force every demon every demonic activity that attacks you in your weakest point god has an affinity to destroy completely that was his agenda amen and he had an agenda but 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 Saul had a different agenda he had an agenda to get the men to like him and so what he did was he followed his own agenda. And the agenda of God suffered. And that is why all of that. Amen. Jesus had an agenda in the garden to be free from the wrath. But he submitted his agenda because he loved God. Lord, if it's possible, take this cup away from me. But because I love you, not my will, but yours be done. Now, check out the effect of all of that. All of us are now able to be in a relationship with God. Because somebody loved God enough to obey him. Amen. I wonder. I, 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 I. wonder if. Um. If there are areas in your life, that that would just be completely rev- revolutionalized if you at least accept that what God said is true. Unfortunately, what, we, w- w- what many of us do I- I- is, is that we, we've reduced ob- obeying God to debates about whether law between law and grace and whether, you know, we've, de- we've reduced obedience to a question of, oh, you don't have to do that anymore. No, that's not what it's about. Obedience is not about what you can get away with obedience is a question of loving. It's a question of knowing that this God loves me. And so if he tells me to do this, there is a reason. And so I I might not get it right the first time or the second time or the 2,000th time, but my heart is set on doing his will even when I don't understand it simply because I love him and I love him because he first loved me. Amen? Should we do one more? When, when, When you obey God... You get to know him. Amen? When you obey God, when you love God through o- obedience, amen? Remember love, the art of loving is, is, is active, okay? And one of the active ways is by obe- obeying him. When you obey God, when you, 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 th- th- there are things about God that you will never know until you learn the art of loving through acts of obedience, Amen? Until you love God enough to give, to give when he prompts you to give, you will never know the fullness of his ability to provide all your needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. You will never, until you, you, you learn to obey him when it comes to tithe and offering, you might never get to experience the windows of heaven and pouring out a blessing that causes you to prosper regardless of the season you find yourself in because there are aspects of God that are revealed to us only on the other side of our obedience to him. Amen. Obedience is a demonstration that I trust you, Lord. Obedience is a demonstration that I know a little bit of your character to know that if you tell me to do this, it must be good for me. So I'm going to love you by obeying what you say. Amen. If you don't love him enough to get, to, to to get rid of that offense and let people go who have offended you, you will, you 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 never know the, the, the there is a liberty that comes when you can stand up and say like Paul, I have wronged no man. There is a liberty that comes when you let stuff go. There is a freedom. You might just start to sleep well. You get to know this God who allows folk to sleep well. Amen? Amen. When, you, w- when you choose to just, to just, you know what, I'm just going to obey. If you say I'm the righteousness of God, I am the righteousness of God. I, I'm not going to look at that. I'm not going to look at anything else. I, I, I'm going to obey you. As long as you keep loving your rights to be offended more than you love God, the rights to be offended will always have rule over your life. It's a strong statement. I would tweet that if I were you. As long as you keep loving your right to be offended more than you love God, the right to be offended will always rule in that area of your life. Because when the, how, do I, how do I know that I love the right to be offended more than I love God in a particular area when I choose to let go? Amen? We don't, we don't need to be deep about it. In any situation where you're holding on to the offense, when it's supposed to, when God says let go, it means that in that area, your art of loving is a little bit lacking in the sense that you love the offense more than you love your loving God. Are you with me so far? Loving God is obedience to him. And obedience to him exposes you to knowing him more. Oh boy, you don't want to miss next week. (coughs) Because next week, we're going to talk about loving you. Okay? Next week tell your uncle, your auntie, or tell them all to come. All those people who say they love you, tell them come. <laughs> because we need to start to respond. If somebody tells you I love you, one man said, if someone tells you I love you, respond to them, but do you love you? <laughs> Amen. Because there are folk who are trying to love you without loving themselves, and they're damaging you, offering you poison. There are folk that you are offering all kinds of things. Come next week. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, for the entrance. Thank you, Spirit of God. You are a wonderful teacher, and I know that you have been here tonight. Thank you for everything you have been teaching us. We open our hearts and we decree we are good students of the word. Thank you for your grace that enables us to embrace everything you have said. Your grace that equips us to say no to ungodliness. Your your grace that equips us to get a hold of everything, every instruction, to walk in the path that you are leading us. We receive that love. We receive your instruction. We receive your grace tonight. Thank you, Lord, that that going forward, we are setting ourselves up by your grace to love you more than we have ever done in times past. Because we know your love is great. We love you so much. Thank you for loving us. We are dedicating ourselves to loving, our, loving you because you first loved us. We choose to be people of love. Not just people who, s- who feel this love, who sing about your love. We are making a decision tonight. Come on, if that's you, just raise your hand up. I, I, this is a solemn moment. I, I want you to, 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 to see every hand that is lifted here, Heavenly Father. These hands are saying, Lord, we are... We are thankful for, thankful that we feel love for you in our hearts. But we are making a decision tonight that because you love us so much, we're not going to settle for this feeling of love. We're going to reach for learning how to love you. Because you are such a God that deserves to be loved. We love you so much. And we re- thank you for your grace. Thank you that we are rooted and grounded in your love. And every fruit we bear, comes out of your love for us and our love for you in jesus name we pray and those who believe said come on give the lord a hand of praise because i see you in a different season amen amen let's come before god